We continue to study the laws of Toyin Venit and the laws of claimants, kind of stuff that unfolds in a court of law. We've been talking about the concept of a cold varpesha, the idea of a claim and the claim that's registered and the kind of claim that requires a response. And as we have discussed, there are two kinds of claims. For, for the 306th shit of Rambam, we're going to talk about the, the, reiterate once again, that when somebody makes a claim, if the claim is backed up with a contract, if the claim is backed up with witnesses who give testimony, then that claim must be answered in the form of remuneration. You cannot simply dismiss the claim. So I, I, I don't believe that. That, that. that contract doesn't look real to me. Unless you have some way to prove that you have, in fact, alleviated this claim, either maybe made payment, or unless you can prove that that contract is in fact false, you're going to have to respond by paying. That's, that's what we go to a court for, to find out. Now, what happens if uh, I have a claim? And the reason we know I have a claim is because you responded acknowledging the fact that I am a claimant. So if you deny that I am a claimant, as we've learned, I'm just reiterating, if you deny that I'm a claimant altogether, well, in that case, I, I, I have no leg to stand on. I have no proof. I have no witnesses. I have no contract. It's my word against your word. I say I have a claim. You say I don't have a claim. Well, then, legally speaking, I am not a claimant. However, we learned, when there is a when the other side responds by saying, yes, you are a claimant or, 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 or were a claimant, but it's not the kind of claim that you're making. It's far less, so you claim a certain amount of money, but we actually are going to admit to a fraction of that. In that case, you have acknowledged that I am a claimant. The discussion is only whether or not it's as large as I say the claim is or as small as you say the claim is. This is the basic rubric that we've been working within. So, for today, I want to share with you an, a practical halacha, something that, that we, we learn really in the Shulchan Aruch when talking about the laws of Tayyim Venitim, that in, in the secondary reality, where my claim is backed up by virtue of your acknowledgement of the claim, you are not, don't, not required to pay or to respond by being indebted to my claim, but what you do owe me is the Shavua. You do owe me the oath, which is made in court. When is all of this relevant? When does your partial admission, which makes me into a claimant and gives me a legal position, when is that meaningful? Only when the toiveya, only when the, the one who comes and lays the claim is speaking with full confidence and with certainty. What's called in the language of our sages, a tevias vadai. So if, if Reuven comes along and he says, Shimon, you owe me a thousand dollars. And Shimon responds and says, no, I owe you two hundred and fifty dollars. I owe you five hundred dollars. I do not owe you a thousand dollars. I owe you a fraction of that which you claim. Well, since Reuven makes a claim, and Shimon, in fact, corroborates that, the, the fact that Reuven has a claim. He doesn't corroborate Reuven's claim. Reuven's claim is far larger. But he corroborates the idea, the notion, that Reuven is a claimant. So the money he agrees or admits he owes, he has to pay immediately, whether it's 20%, 50%, whatever that is. 
And on the other percentage, we learn that Shimon is going to have to respond by making an oath, by giving a Shavuah. This is only the case when Ruvain's claim is one of certainty. But if Ruvain were to come with what's called a Taina Suffolk, he says, Ruvain says, Shimon, I think you owe me a lot of money. And Shimon says, no, actually, it's not, not a lot of money. I owe you $100. No, I think it was more like maybe 1000 maybe 2000 I don't think you're telling the truth. I think you really owe me much more money. And Shimon says, uh, well, what exactly are you suggesting? You owe me more money, says Ruben. Well, Shimon says, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, maybe in your mind you thought $100 was more, but that's what I owe you. Now, in that case, one could argue, Reuven has made a large claim. Shimon has made a partial admission. So he's what's called a modib mixas. He has made an admission, and in doing so, he creates a claimant. He gives credence to the claim that Reuven is making. So now he should have to respond with a shavua, saying, I only owe you $100 and not any more. Comes the halach and says, no. The only time that Reuven's claim is considered to be strong enough to necessitate a shvuah on behalf of Shimon is when it is an exact, certain, and confident sure claim. When it's an unsure, or uncertain, or lack of confidence claim, I think maybe, which is called a tiny suffix, ein mashbian aleaklal. The Shulchan says in that case, there's absolutely no kind of, of shvuah required at all. Now, the, the, the tour comments very interestingly. And he says, and I read to you the words of the Torah, so you understand. He says, Omar Allah, he says, Kimidumali, Shiyashli Atzlachamana. I think that you owe me a mana. Let's say a mana is $100. Or, Mana Shehovi Sicha, this money that I loaned you, remember I gave you a loan last year? Yeah. He says, Kimidumali, I think, Shalai Paratani, I think you didn't pay me back the money you owe me. So then, this is not a maidah b'miktas, but we have already discussed that there's another kind of shvua. This is what's called the shvua's hesis, the shvua that will incite, the shvua that will, in a way, serve to bring forth the truth. And we said that the shvua's hesis, that the that rabbinic shvua doesn't require a maidah b'miktas. So once again, says the Torah, based on the same halacha, when is this the case? When the claim is a claim of vadai. When Reuven comes along and says, with absolute certainty and full confidence, Shimon, you owe me money. Not, I think maybe you owe me money. Not, remember the money I loaned you? Did you sure you paid it back? Maybe you didn't pay it. I think you didn't. So the fact that Shimon is not being a maidah b'miktas, which we said under certain circumstances necessitate a shavuah's hesis, that too would not apply here. So the biblically required shavuah, the, the, the minha Torah oath, which is the concept of when the person made a partial admission, that would not apply if the taina is not a vada, if it's not a, a, a claim that comes with certainty. And similarly, the kind of taina, the kind of claim, which would usually require a response in the form of a shavuos hasis, if it's not a certain claim, even if it deals with some kind of certainty, like I gave you a loan. Of course I gave you a loan. I'm just not sure if you paid. I'm not, you might still owe me. That's not a claim which requires any kind of response at all. Now, another interesting thing is that the Maidabimiktas, when I acknowledge and I say, yes, you have a claim, but it's not nearly the kind of claim that you're making. 
your certain claim. Okay, remember, certain claim, you owe me $1,000, says Ruvain. Shimon responds, I owe you $500. What does Shimon have to do now? Right, he has to pay $500. And what else does he have to do? He has to swear on the other $500. So another interesting thing is, that if the Maidab Miktas is accosted, the person who is making this partial admission, he's accosted by his claimant, and Ruvain says, Hey, Shimon, he says, you owe me $500. And Shimon says, I, I owe you nothing. Here's the $250 you loaned me last week, and I don't owe you anything. In other words, this is called in the language of the Gemara, Halach. Halach means we're not in a, in, a, in a dispute court situation where you make a claim and I respond to the claim. You say I owe, I'm saying, well, I do owe, but not exactly. In this situation, since Shimon responds immediately and he says, this is what I owed you, I owe you nothing now, in that case, you would no longer become a maidab miktas min However, in that instance, the rabbinic shvur, the rabbinic oath which we discussed, would apply. That's the concept of the shvur heses. In the last detail about when this is a biblically mandated to make this shvur, you should know that the meidah b'miktas has to give a certain amount of, of, of value. The taina, the complaint, and the, the denial and the acknowledgement, we have to be dealing with a certain modicum. And the, it's not a no, it's not a pruta. Pruta is a bare minimum value, and for many, many things in halacha, the bare minimum of value the modicum of, of a value which is called a shava pruta, literally like translates as like penny's worth, so that would be sufficient. But here, when we're talking about the b'edeb miktas, he has to acknowledge a pruta, correct? He has to say, I owe you a pruta, that means I owe you the bare minimum, but the yichper b'shnei mo'in kesef. He has to deny have, owing two measures of silver which are called a mo. Uh, a pruta is considered to be whatever it would take for you to buy a half a barley corn. You know those little bags of barley? <laughs> like you buy for the chalant, you buy those little pearly, so those little tiny barley uh, barleys. A half a barley corn of silver, which is very little silver, of pure silver, that would be called a shava pruta. And what is tumayin? Tumayin would be the weight, the weight, not just the size, the weight. They're very, very light. They, don't, they weigh very little. The weight of 32 barley corns. Barley corns are almost exactly the same size, weigh almost exactly the same, and therefore when you average it in, you're always going to have approximately or more or less exactly the same. So the, the, the two ma in means that there has to be 32 barley corns of pure silver. So you see, I don't, know, I don't know what this is worth today, and it wouldn't be of any value if I would tell you what it's worth today because silver is changing. Commodities are up, commodities are down. We have to, we have to look at silver, look at what pure silver costs. So that's, the point is that there has to be some, some, some value. Uh, a din teira, which, court situation, which is based on virtually no money, very, very little money. Somebody makes a, a, a tiny claim, and somebody's responding to you, you owe me 50 cents, no, I owe you a nickel. That's, this is not a maidab mikdash, and for this we would not have to have a shvur. It has to be some kind of, of meaningful amount of money that's being denied. And only when there's a meaningful amount of money that's being dealt with that's in question, we, the admission to make somebody into a claimant of pruta is sufficient, correct.
A pruta, just a pruta. If I, if I say I owe you a pruta, which is the bare modicum of money, it's the same amount of money that's needed for various acquisitions, the, the, the value that's needed to affect a marriage when it's done because of, with the exchange of valuables, and various other things in Torah. So when I say, yes, I owe you a shava pruta, half a barley corn of silver, the weight of half a barley corn, tiny, a smidgen of silver, that in and of itself is already sufficient to create your status, to cement your position as a claimant. However, in order for me to have to swear about something, I have to take an oath that has to be for something somewhat meaningful. So we don't look at, sometimes in halacha there's a difference between people are wealthy, people are poor, there's halacha and muktza, things which you can move or can't move in Shabbos, which depend on somebody's social standing and somebody's affluence, the various korbanists that sometimes depend, the various halachas where we take into con- consideration somebody's, somebody's value. I shouldn't say that, it's just somebody, somebody's wealth. How, how much money the person has and how much money would be meaningful. And then there are certain times and there's one size fits all. This is a, the basic premise is that if the discussion that we're having, the money that's in dispute, the money for which Reuven wants Shimon to swear, if it's less than two ma of silver, less than these 32 barley corns of silver, then in that case, it would be uh, a moot point and no shavua would be required at all. And that, my friends, is uh, a little more about the laws of Toy and Venetan. And this will comprise for us today the 306th shear of the learning of Rambam.